the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever wondered why after doing your very best as a parent, your kids often choose to go down the wrong path? (laughs) Well, don't be discouraged. God was the perfect parent and had the same problem with his children, Adam and Eve. Listening today as Pastor Rander explains this phenomena in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And his, he is plotting and planning even as you are trying to learn and grow here. As you are planning to grow spiritually, he's already strategizing as to how he can get his best and do his best work on you. First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, be watchful, because your adversary, as Satan, The devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil is waiting at any moment, using any given opportunity to exploit you, to take advantage of you, to wipe you out physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and every otherwise. Beloved, we are destined for defeat. We're destined for disaster and destruction if we allow Satan to deceive us into doubting what God has said. He approached Eve and she, and she knew uh, what she was not supposed to do. And so he said, Has, did God really say that? Did he really mean that? He didn't mean that. You, you, you misunderstood God. Has God indeed said? And he was attempting to get her to doubt the authority and the validity of the word of God. He was putting seeds of doubt in her mind. Look at verses two and three. Y'all hanging with me? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the, the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, Eve was very much aware of God's instructions to Adam not to eat or touch the forbidden tree because she was able to restate God's, she was able to restate God's prohibition not to partake of that tree. She was able to restate that to Satan. So she knew perhaps Adam or even God himself may have instructed Eve for her own protection, not to partake of the tree. Note that Adam was not around when Satan sought to beguile and take advantage of Eve. Uh, Adam was not around when she was tempted by the enemy. Uh, she She was away from the protective covering and care of her husband. Now, maybe it was the husband's fault for not uh, keeping her close by, or maybe she just wandered off and he wasn't sure she was around. I don't know why she was away from him, but she was away from the protective care and oversight and headship of her husband, and Satan exploited her being away from her covering. 
I want to say something here, my friends. We will not have victory over the subtleties and craftiness of Satan unless we hear and obey the voice of God, unless we have intimacy with, intimacy with God uh, and live in wisdom, live in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. If you want a victory in your life over Satan, it is critically important that you obey the voice of God, have intimacy with the Savior, and live in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 3b. Look, look at verse 3. You shall, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And Genesis 2, 16, 17 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Let me tell you something. Listening to the voice of Satan caused the human race to plunge into sin because of Adam and Eve's inability to trust and obey the word of God. Because of their inability to trust and obey the word of God, the human race fell into sin because of their disobedience. So with that being said, why does God, why does God set boundaries for our lives? Okay, there was a tree in the garden, right? And then God says, don't mess with the tree. Huh? Is that clear? Okay, uh, don't partake of the tree. Don't mess with it. Leave it up. You can have everything else in the garden, but that one tree in the middle of the garden, don't mess with it. So what do you have there? A re restriction. You have boundaries. So my question I pose to you today is, why does God set boundaries in our lives? Number one, God provides boundaries so that he will be glorified through our obedience. God provides boundaries so that he will be glorified through our obedience. God did not have to put that tree there in the first place. He did so. It was his divine prerogative. Amen? But, and, and then with that, God gave us freedom of choice. He gave us free volition. And when we obey God and choose to do what God tells us to do and what God forbids us to do, we don't do it. Guess what? You are honoring God and you're choosing to love God. He wants you to choose to obey him. He wants you to choose to love him. And so God provides boundaries so that he will be glorified through our obedience. There are people in our lives that hate boundaries. There are people that don't like it. They don't like standards. They don't like rules. They don't like restrictions. But there are boundaries. And uh, you, you have to teach your children about boundaries. Your husbands and wives need to have boundaries. You know, uh, there are certain things you ought not be doing with the opposite sex. And so you, 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 you set boundaries so you won't be entrapped. You know, you won't find yourself uh, set up by a woman because you've got a man, because you've got boundaries. Huh? You, you won't go out to lunch with the opposite sex while your wife is on a business trip because you've got what? Boundaries. Uh-oh. Huh? Now, some of y'all don't like boundaries, but you know, if you go, if, if you, uh, I don't like that stop sign. I'm going to run it. Woo, woo, woo. Here comes a ticket. 
$200 tickets so that you can learn your boundaries. All right? And then if you go to jail, there are boundaries. They check you in, fingerprint you, make you, those mug shots are some kind of ugly. They strip you down. They check you out, and I'm not going into the details. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They check you out from head to toe, whether you like it or not. So they put these boundaries on you. You even shower in front of people because you couldn't respect boundaries. The sooner you have some boundaries and some restraints in your life, the better off you're going to be as a Christian. Are y'all listening to me? Number two, why does God set boundaries in our lives? Without boundaries, we cannot serve God to the maximum of our potential. Without boundaries, we cannot serve God to the maximum of our potential. In other words, we live, we limit what God desires to do through you and me when we refuse to allow God's word to establish boundaries, our boundaries in life. When, when you read the word, and govern yourself by the word, you allow the word of God to set perimeters around your life. And when you live within those perimeters, guess what? God maximizes himself through you. God is glorified through you. God gets blessed when you restrict yourself to his divine perimeters to the glory of almighty God. See, you see, you got to have that. That's not for going like it in the church. Why we got to do this? Why leadership? Why this? Listen, if everybody in this church did what was right in their own eyes, this church would cease to be. It would be totally nutty. Nobody gets saved. Nobody get converted. Bills will go unpaid. The church would just collapse. You have to have structure. You have to have leadership. You have to have guidelines. You can't run on everybody's opinions and what everybody think. That's why we put them in new members orientation to learn how the church functions. Because when you come, your goal is not to make us like you. Huh? No, 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 no. It's our goal to make you like us. Follow us as we follow Christ. When they're not doing that down the street the way y'all doing it here, go down the street. Every Christian needs to know that Satan's primary objective is to destroy the kingdom of God. He uses lies, misdirection, and temptation to accomplish this goal today and has done so since the dawn of time. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to teach regarding this issue in this message, The Temptation and Fall of Man. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Let's go down. We'll help you go down the street. I'm not going to cry because you left. This church is not for everybody. Now, if you foolishness, you don't want word, and you want a lot of entertainment, you want a lot of fluff and sugar and spice, go down the street. Number three, why does God set boundaries in our lives? Number three. True joy and sweet fellowship with God on earth comes only through obedience to Christ. True joy and sweet fellowship with God on earth 
comes only through obedience to Christ. Whereas rebellion and casting off restraints, it brings trouble and regret, depression, defeat, confusion, and, and destruction. We'll leave it up there a while because I know you're still writing. True joy and sweet fellowship with God on earth comes only through obedience to Christ. Do you realize when you obey those uh, restraints and you let the word of God head you in, do you realize your relationship gets sweeter when you obey God and when you allow him to govern your life, to rule your life, to shape your life, do you not know when you go past the boundaries, go beyond the perimeters, and you disregard the standards of the church, the, the leadership of the church, and uh, the purpose of the church, and your, your intent is to carry the church in another direction, do you realize you experience regret and depression when you don't live by boundaries and rules? You, you have defeat, confusion, and destruction and destruction simply because you haven't learned to obey restraints. Number four, fourthly, why does God set boundaries in our lives? God provide boundaries and restrictions to keep us from destroying ourselves and others. That's right. You know, when God put, God was trying to set, when God told her not to eat of that tree, he was he was actually warning her because he knew the consequences of partaking of that tree. So he was really saving her life spiritually and physically. And let me tell you something. Even with your children, no good parent will say, look, little John, you go out that street, you can play all you want. You can play in the yard, you can play in the street. And that bad dog that's over there, that pit bull that's in the fence, if you happen to go in there, go pet him and come right out. You, you need to go to a Salem asylum or something. You know, you're kind of out of order, right? You, you tell them, don't touch that gate because if they touch that gate, if they put their hand on that gate, that dog is subject to, to bite the palm of their hand out. If they go, you say don't go in that street and they run that street, you get a switch or you get a little belt and you, you, you tap their backside, the fatty tissue, within love, within reason. So they'll get the message, don't go in the streets. Why you don't want them to go in the street? Because they're subject to be hit by a vehicle and they are gone. You're trying to preserve their life and keep yourself as a parent from unnecessary hardship. And you know what? When we keep breaking God's law and keep moving beyond his parameters, you know what God has to do? Just like you have to do your child. He takes you and he puts you in the divine woodshed and he spank you right on back within God's divine perimeters for your life. You ever got a God-sized whooping because you went beyond and you looked at something you shouldn't have looked at, said something you wouldn't have said, bought something you shouldn't have bought, and God had to whoop you back within the context of his perimeters? Why don't you say amen? Oh, God, help me preach this message. Look at verses 4 and 5. Then the serpent said to the woman Eve, you shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Look at that. You will be like God, knowing good and 
evil. Look how he doctors this up. Look how he puts the gravy on it. Look how he sugarcoats it. Look how sweet he makes it. Look how appealing he makes it. Ah, you misread God. He didn't mean that. He wanted you to, God, God is holding you from something. Let me tell you something. Only when Satan distracted Eve from the truth of God's word could he get her to believe his lie. Only when Satan distracted Eve from the truth of God's word could he get her to believe his lie. Satan's objective is to cause Eve and even us today to think we are missing out on something better. That's his goal. Every commercial you look at is on television is designed to make you think you're missing something. That's right. To create your thir- a thirst for more. If you don't have this toothpaste, if you don't have this, uh, have uh, ha- something or whatever. If you don't have this cologne, if you don't have these kind of shoes, and then you're, you're not really on the inside. You're not really in touch or you're not fashionable. And so Satan creates within us that thirst for more. Instead of Adam and Eve being satisfied with God alone, they wanted more and they wanted more and got more than what they bargained for. Have you ever got you ever bought something or went after something God didn't want you to have and then he let you get it to show you didn't need it in the first place? You know, and it was the worst thing you could have gotten because it just didn't work out. But but at the time you thought you couldn't function unless you had it. And once you got it, God whooped you with it. You see, so Adam and Eve got more than what they bargained for, which was having the knowledge of good and evil, along with the subsequent unexpected devastating consequences, which were spiritual death and separate, separating, being separated from God. In other words, Satan showed them the glitter on the front side, but he didn't show them the consequences on the backside. And be it known to you today, my friends, everything that glitter is not gold. So now let me transition based on that. In other words, he said, you shall not surely die. In other words, Satan was what? There you go. He was lying. He was lying. So I pose another question to you. Why does Satan lie to us? Why does Satan lie to you and me? Number one, because it's his nature to lie. It's his nature to lie. Everybody with a Bible, if you have a Bible, bring your Bible to Maranatha Bible Church. Turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44. Every one of you with a Bible, you need to see that and underline it for yourself. It's his nature to lie. That's why he lies to you. When you find the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44, say amen. Oh, that's kind of weak. Come on, turn, get there, come on. Get there, get there. Okay, if you found us, amen. He says, look, you are of your father, the devil, and, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, underline this, and does not stand in truth because, underline this, there is no truth in him. Him who? Pronoun for what? The devil. When he 
when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. It is his nature to lie to you. To lie to you. He's a smooth-faced, cool liar to bring about your physical and your spiritual demise. And he can dot up that lie and pretty up that lie so well that you bite into that lie to your own calamity and demise. Why does Satan lie to us? Number two, because Satan desires to get us to disobey the revealed word of God. His, his desire is to get us to, to disobey the revealed uh, word of God. In other words, Satan wants to, he wants you to believe his lie and not the truth of his book. Because he knows the truth disarms him. He knows that he can't fight the truth and we can whoop the devil every time when we whip him with the truth of God's word and apart from the word, we are spiritually impotent. That's why he can get you to stay away from Bible reading, stay away from Bible study, stay away from the church because he doesn't want you to tr know the truth. He wants you to be prone to believe a lie. Number three, why does Satan lie to us? Satan lies to entice us to place our own will above God and his will. In other words, he wants you to exalt your will above the will of God. In, instead of having the attitude of John that says, I must decrease and he must what? Increase. And so he wants you to be in control of your life. He wants you to be in the driver's seat of your life. He wants you to have a head-on collision because you did not allow God to, to drive your life. Number four, uh, why does Satan lie to us? Satan uses lies to get us to usurp the authority of God so we can be our own God. Satan uses lies to get us to usurp the authority of God so that we can be our own God. Remember that passage? You, you will be like God. Remember that? You will be like God. You will be like God. And he got her, he got her to, to, to buy into that. Uh, number, number, number five, it is Satan's desire to lie to us that we would experience defeat, shame, guilt, embarrassment, and isolation. It is Satan's desire that we would experience defeat, shame, guilt, embarrassment, and isolation. Let me tell you something. When you believe Satan lied, you know what the results are? You end up in defeat. You end up beat up and beat down. You end up uh, making a fool at yourself, and Satan puts you to shame. Have Satan ever shamed you? Uh, have, have Satan, you ever been had by the devil, been duped? And then afterwards you felt guilty about it. That's God's uh, uh, Holy Spirit convicting your, com your, 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 your conscience. Uh, has Satan ever embarrassed you? Satan is embarrassed. Have, 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 have Satan ever isolated you? Let me tell you something. I've messed up and every time I got some doozies of some illustrations, but I'm not going to say it now because it's radio and television. You say, oh, I couldn't believe you did that. Well, I ain't going to share all that because you did things too. And uh, you tell me yours and I'll tell you mine, okay? 
<laughs> but you know what? But once you do it, you feel shame. Man, how could I have been so had by the devil? I knew better than that. You know, you're frustrated with yourself. You're embarrassed. You feel, you, you feel guilty. And, uh, and then you begin to isolate yourself. You know, when you pregnancy out of wedlock, a person end up in, incarcerated, a person have this happen and that happen, and then once people know about it, it's brought to light, then they uh, leave the church because they are ashamed and they isolate themselves uh, because you got so many people sitting in the judgment seat in the house of God. Excuse me, you who are without sin, you cast the first stone. That's right. This is a hospital. This, this is a place where people come and get healed. And we've all been delivered from something. Your sin may, be, may not be my sin, but my sin may not be your sin, but it's enough to send all of us to hell. And so I tell people, listen, all of us are trying to get it together with the help of the Holy Spirit. There's none righteous. No, not one. We welcome you here. Repent. Get right with God. Come back. Assimilate. Satan loves it when you leave the church because you isolate yourself from the word of God, from the house of God, from the people of God. And then Satan pounces on you because you have no inoculation, nothing to help you withstand the onslaught of demonic activities against your life. He loves it when you leave the church for endless whimsical reasons. I'm through the church. I'm out of here. I'm this. I'm, and you leave. Satan says, good. And you play right into his hand and you're out there disconnected from the body of Christ. You're disconnected from your, your covering. You're disconnected from your accountability. And then Satan wipes you out and strips you clean. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Pastor Rander reminds us that God hates sin and what his word tells us about sin. And because of his goodness, grace, and mercy, God forgives us when we sincerely repent and confess our sins. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.